G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. Our special guest today has developed a discipleship and leadership training program that was birthed out of his own life's journey. After a business failure at age 42 and the subsequent financial loss and strain, Carl John Fechner found a faith in Jesus for the first time in his life. And this began a journey of not only salvation, but also healing and restoration of things that had been damaged or lost in the challenges of his unsaved life. It's our great pleasure today to welcome Carl. Carl, welcome. Thank you very much. Carl, I love your story because it's a story of not only salvation, but also transformation, healing and restoration. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey that you went on after you became a Christian? Yeah, well, because coming from an unchurched background, that was a, I never picked up a Bible in my life. You know, as kids, we, you know, the joke was you go to church for weddings and funerals, and that's about where I where I was. So we had a very powerful, and when I say we, my wife and I, it was within two or three days of each other, had a very powerful encounter with God. And so the journey began, and we were convicted by God, you know, to change our lives and where we come from. And, but, the, but to understand the Bible and understand how Christianity worked and how you know the whole church programs worked in that sense, we really struggled. Yep. We really struggled for a start, start and you know out of that. You mean as a new Christian coming into the church environment because you were completely unsaved, you just struggled with the whole concept of church, the whole workings of a church. Yeah, and there was no doubt that there was the love of the people was just massive. But trying to get my head around how the you know the Bible when I kept reading the Bible it was just like this big bad guy was going to hit everybody with a big stick. Yeah, and so I didn't understand that God is love, which I clearly now do. So it was that, and also the language because you know we, we're in the world, so we we're not having a language. There's a lang- like every industry or trade or whatever has its own language, as does Christianity. Yeah. So we struggle with that. For a start, you know, with it, that was really good. But but it was the conviction of God and the love of the people yep. that drew us in. So you were from a farming background originally? Yes, I was. So what were you, what was your family farming? Uh, we had sheep and beef, and uh, and my dad was really a pioneer. In fact, their whole family, and we all seemed to be pioneers, and dad pioneered this block of land and was regarded as a fool when he took on this property. But when he died, the little town of Trafalgar, the whole town closed. In memory of his of him, is that right? Yeah, just uh, so he was a really good farmer. And that's down in Victoria, is it? Yeah, a little place called Trafalgar, which is about two hours east of Melbourne. Ah, good. Do you, do you believe that uh, farming can teach us things that are applicable or relevant to our spiritual lives today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just see creation every day, from the birth of lambs, you know what it was, to the to the whole lot of it, and just the whole of your creation that's around you. And there, and I love. You know, I'd struggle with being on a farm, but I love that rural atmosphere. In fact, where we live now is still in a rural lifestyle. So, yes, you're very much back in nature. And when you're in the city, you lose touch with that. 
Yeah. So there's a real, you know, there's the reality of nature and the reality of creation and the reality of God in the in the country. Yeah. So you can take the boy out of the bush, but you can't take the bush out of the boy. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I want to hear more about because you've obviously written a discipleship training program and a leadership training program, but it's birthed out of your own experience. So tell us how did God start to really heal you and restore you after you were saved? Because I think a lot of Christians can relate to what you're saying. A lot of Christians get saved, go forward, pray a prayer or pray a sinner's prayer somewhere, but then they're still carrying baggage, whether they know or they don't know, and they struggle in life sometimes. So what worked for you, Carl? Uh, well, I think there was a combination of things. I mean, we we were you know totally convicted by God and totally sold out to him, and that was an absolute. But we struggled with the discipleship material that was in the in the church. And and we went out looking for it for you know the inner healing and deliverance and all of those things, and we were in the, and what took place is I knew that we needed a, a a good cohesive discipleship program in in the church and a, and a good deliverance, and deliverance in lots of ways is just not a kosher term, and so we ended up bringing a ministry from America called Cleansing Streams, and we saw some three to five thousand people go through that. Incredible. Over what time frame do those three to five thousand um, people go through that? About three to five years, to a bit yep. between here in Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand, we basically planted it there and then pro- provided the materials to them. So, but what the challenge that material had was that, that it was on a premise that you're already a Christian and had biblical understanding. So I was like, we need something before it, and we need something after it. Yep. Because over the twenty week journey, people would have massive, you know, build massive friendships and everything else and transformations, but it was lacking. And so this might sound a bit funny to some people, but a prophet prophesied over us and told he was going to blank out my diary. And so, and in 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 that was in August, and then um, in December we stepped down from that ministry, did a year of ministry training college, and then began the journey of writing what's now known as growing deep and strong. And we did it. We did it. We wanted to create something that could be created that almost anyone could pick up and disciple anyone. So you minimize yep. your pastoral, you know, they're all overloaded with, with workload. Yep. So we needed some, you know, um, info, um, well, way that we could have anyone with leadership or management skills could begin discipling other Christians, especially brand new ones. So taken from a brand new Christian, never picked the Bible up in their life within six months of discipling others. And we're actually living and breathing and doing that already. I love that. And so it's called Growing Deeper and Strong. And I just want to put it out there right now that you have a website called Growing Deeper. No, it's Growing Deep and Strong. Correct. Not Deeper. GrowingDeepandStrong.com. So if you're interested in in getting a a discipleship program or for yourself or for someone you're helping mature in Christ, I really encourage you to go to this website, GrowingDeepandStrong.com. But Carl, can you remember some significant times in your life where God really healed you of something or transformed you after you were saved by going through discipleship training like this? Uh, there's many. There's many. In the back of my Bible, there's 91 liners on a sheet of paper of significant things. But probably the most significant one for me is that I thought depression was normal, and I grew up with it all my life. So I didn't realize that depression was normal. And even in my Christian walk, that was still a case. I just didn't realize. And it was only... Are you saying that you were depressed even growing up, but you didn't know? You did you feel sad a lot when you were young? Yeah, it was just every day. It was depression was really strong, and I just didn't know. You know, I just thought that was normal. How deep was the depression each day? Some days it was just the depth of depression. Suicide wasn't an option in the early days, but probably 
maybe from my 30s onwards that that become a reality. So, so you I, started uh, getting thoughts of suicide quite yeah. regularly when you were depressed? Yeah, and there's probably three times when I'd seriously worked out how to commit suicide. And even as a follower of Jesus, that still followed me. That's mm. what's incredible it may seem. And so what happened is it's only in the last five years that the last remnants of depression and suicide has actually left. And we had an, a, an encounter weekend with the church, and I kept talking about the depression and the suicide. This is not normal. And Karen and my wife and I said, this sounds strange, but there's a, this looks like there's a demon behind this. And so one Sunday morning I went up for prayer and I literally, as they, and it was just one of the lay people laid hands on me. Yep. And, and I felt like, it, you know, we all get up at different times and we get a dizzy spell. Yep. That's the only way I can describe it is that the dizzy that happened. As he was praying for me, I felt two dizzy spells. Yep. That, and suicide and depression basically is non-existent in my life. Since so that, that was day. five years ago you were prayed for? About five or six years. I love that. So just a believer, a fellow believer prayed for you. And God removed uh, those feelings of depression and suicide. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. So, that you know, Carl, that's actually very relevant because so many people in Australia, I don't know if you know the stats, I think it's one in five Australian adults struggle with mental health issues, and yep. depression is probably the most yep. common one. And um, it's interesting how you said you just accepted it as normal life, and I think many people do labor under that. And uh, that's really, really powerful. So have you got any advice to people who are perhaps struggling in that same space with depression and suicide? Well, absolutely. In, in uh, Growing Deep and Strong, which is we, that you can package it whichever way you want, but it's typically a 20-week journey. And in that 20-week journey, there's two encounter weekends. So they go and study the Word of God. Uh, and then eight weeks later, there's an encounter weekend. Then they go on the next session, which is about character issues in your life. And there's another deliverance weekend. Yeah. Those weekends, we're seeing major, major transformations. And if you go to our website, you'll see testimonies under our testimony page. Christians that have been Christians 50 years. Sitting beside me is one guy, 26 years as a Christian. Him and his wife had major deliverance out of the weekends, yet they had been Christians for that long. Yeah. So this is, you know, we're living this out. Yeah. That you know, it's demonic issues. So we we try and put other handles on it. And that's what happened for me with depression, even medication, all these other names and badges yep. we're putting on it. But at the end of the day, well, there's two components. One is the inner healing, but the other is that there's a demonic reality. Even as a Christian, that was there. I can't deny the reality. Can Christians be yep. demon possessed? No, they can't but they can bring past baggage into their life that affects their Christian walk. And our website will show testimony after testimony of what's happened yeah. for Christians. And no, absolutely. I mean, James chapter 4, verse 7, you know, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, yep. and he will flee. It's biblical. Yep. We are in a war, absolutely. What are you sensing in your heart for Australia right now, Carl? As a, as a Christian leader, what do you believe is coming next to the Australian church in Australia? Well, I, I believe, and as, as many people do, um, and you know, for, um, is what a lot of the prophets are saying is that we're on the brink of a major outpouring of God's spirit. There's no doubt about that, and it's just, and I think it's imminent. Like I just think it's right on our doorstep. And um, yeah, I just <laughs> what can I say? There's so many things I can say about that, but it's a there's a major reformation, and we badly need it. Yeah. And I think if we look at the thing and we bring it into the natural, God is a God of love. And if you think what's happening to 
you know, children now with all of the information or what they're doing with the transgender and yeah. all the ideology and the pedophiles and stuff. I can't see a loving father in heaven just sitting there sucking his thumb going, oh, golly gosh, look what they're doing. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, if you touch the kids, and I'm not paraphrasing in my language, but if you touch the kids, it's worse than if you put a millstone around your neck and jumped in a lake. Yeah. You know, he's like God is saying, don't touch the kids. Yeah. And they're doing it in such a powerful way. Mm. And really, it, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, I really believe growing deep and strong. I started writing this in 2002 as a vision and a prophecy over our lives, but I know it's for now. I know it's for now for this harvest that's yeah. coming. Because the good thing is with it, we can quickly contain this harvest that's coming. Yeah. And that's going to be the issue. These people that are coming, they are, they, they are so godless, it's not funny. And we have to be able to disciple them. They're going to be convicted by God, but we need to be able to disciple them. Love it. So you've written this course believing that more and more Australians and people around the world are going to get saved. And not only saved, but they're going to need transformation and yeah. discipleship. And so this course is written for that, which is just amazing. So I'm going to repeat it again. It's called growingdeepandstrong.com. And you can connect into what Carl is doing, what God is doing through Carl. Carl, I want to really thank you for today for coming in and sharing a little bit of your story. And I know people have been touched by this uh, discussion today, and I'd encourage them, go to growingdeepandstrong.com. That's growingdeepandstrong.com. Find out more information. Maybe even get the course into your hot little hands there. Disciple yourself, your family, and loved ones or anyone else that you're influencing. But, Carl, once again, thank you for sharing with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.